Welcome to Just Talk with Justine, a podcast for breast cancer survivors and supporters. Just Talk with Justine is a platform where breast cancer survivors can share their journeys. If we can help just one person who's listening today, we've accomplished our goal. My guest today spent her formative years in Chicago and now lives in the Orlando area for the past 30 years. She was diagnosed in 2012 as hormone-receptive positive breast cancer. Her formal education is in interior design. She has a background in hospitality and design. She is a jack-of-all-trades, a waitress, a bartender, a designer. She's currently a visual merchandiser with IKEA. She grew up in a large family. Her mom had nine siblings. She had four and sadly lost a brother to cancer in 2012. She is very close with her two sisters and brother. She is a daughter, a sister, a godmother, a aunt, and a friend, and she cherishes all those titles. Please welcome my warrior sister, Christine Gould. Hi, Christine. Thank you. What an introduction. This is so exciting to have you here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you and being here. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You know, and I was reading your bio and... um, I don't want to start off on a sad, on a negative no, on a sad note, but um, in 2012 you're diagnosed, and in 2012 you lost your brother, um, which you'll find with my story is one of the hardest things. When I was first diagnosed, the very first thing I thought of is how am I going to tell my mother because my mother was struggling with my brother who um, had metastasized uh, skin cancer. Oh wow! And, uh, it, it it had gotten that bad. So he was going through treatment, but very sick. And I was kind of like my the very first thing I thought of. In fact, what I said to the doctor was, how am I going to tell my mother? So, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. That's probably something I would have said. Yeah. It it is something I thought of as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, he lost his battle in September of 2012. And so, you were diagnosed in what month? Uh, April of 2012. Okay. So, yeah, we were kind of going back and forth. It gives you a little, or gave me um, a bit of survivor's remorse because mm. you kind of, um, I was like, you know, why why me? But why me? We caught mine a lot sooner, which Matt didn't. So scientifically, you know, it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's... Not a why me, you know, but um, was he older or younger, younger than you? He was the youngest of all of us. Okay, and um, we were very close. So oh my was, god, uh, what it a was tough! That was a tough year for you, yeah. girl. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so you're diagnosed. Um, prior to your diagnosis, ha- um, have you always eaten well and taken good care of yourself? I feel like I've always eaten pretty well, but um, I'm very yin yang. <laughs> okay. And I, um, you know, I have my days where I'm really good and really bad. Um, uh, honestly, one of the contributing factors could have been that um, I liked to drink. Okay. And, um, I feel that alcohol had a huge factor, could have, I don't know, had a huge factor because with my diagnosis, my, it wasn't like why me, it was like, how did this happen? What, what what did I do? And after so much research, um, one of the things is, is that, you know, a, a high alcohol, alcohol content mm-hmm, mm-hmm. could be a contributing factor. So, I mean, 
you drank so much that you feel that that was a that could have been a, ca- a, a cause. You know the hospitality life. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> it, and hard, I agree with hard, you. you know? Yes, and, yes. Um, you, you work know, hard and you play hard. Yeah, and when you're younger, that's okay. But it just continued in my life with gotcha. me. And then, especially with the diagnosis, it you know you kind of that was my comfort zone was right. to have a glass of wine or three or, you know, right. And, um, so it was, I feel it could have been a contributing factor. So have you changed your diet since you, now that you're um, a survivor and after your diagnosis, what changed? Um, I do still eat pretty well. Um, I did give up alcohol over four years ago. Wow. That's congratulations. um, That's fantastic. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. It is. And I'd love to do that someday. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, I I like to talk about that journey. Yeah, that's a journey. All right. Mm -hmm. So um, do you exercise differently now or? Uh, I, I feel that the older I get or the, you know, the more that the years go on that I actually exercise more than ever. I um, started running in my late forties, I think I don't run so much anymore, but I still bike a lot. I dragon boat. Yeah. Um, I'm, um, walking all the time. Um, my work is extremely physical. That's awesome. Um, so, so that keeps you in shape. Yeah. That keeps you in shape. Actually, I feel stronger now than I have have in, in years and years. Wow. Now, did you have a mastectomy? I did. Okay. I had a, a, a what did they call it? A, um, a, did you have a double or just? No, I had a single. Okay. But on the left side. Um, but uh, some days I feel like one of the decisions that I could have looked back on was maybe doing both. In fact, my surgeon suggested doing both, but I was kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Um, going back to um, when I first was diagnosed, I thought, you know, oh, we'll just have a lumpectomy and I'll take out this little spot and then I'll be on my way. But then there was three spots. So not to interrupt you, but how did you discover how through a mammogram or um, your self, self, uh, self? Yes and no. Feeling? Um, I went in, I think, um, in the end of the year prior for my annual. And um, it was right after I found out about my brother's diagnosis. And I remember talking to the doctor. It was the nurse practitioner, actually. And um, she was giving me my exam and things, and I wanted to talk to her about something I was concerned about. But we were talking so much about my brother that I walked away from it. And then a couple months later, I thought it was something topical more than a lump. And um, so I thought I'd better go in and have something done. So I went in and talked to her, and then they sent me for the sonogram and another uh, mammogram. And that's when we found it. And you had a biopsy. Yes. You yes. Had, you yes. had your biopsy. Yes. Um, at the women's center. They were so awesome. Dr. There. Curry's office. Uh, at the, it's the one on Mills. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Dr. Uh-huh. Curry's office. Yeah. yeah. She's and awesome. They were awesome. In fact, not to bring up something negative, but I actually, um, divorced my, uh, <laughs> gynecologist because of the way some things were handled, because I just felt that, they basically gave me the diagnosis and then handed me two business cards of two different surgeons and said, your next step is to talk to a surgeon. And it was, I remember it was um, good, uh, Holy Thursday, Good Thursday, right before Easter. And um, she she was like, but I don't know if you'll be able to get in touch with anybody because most offices are holiday, probably closed yeah. tomorrow for Good Friday. And I left there and I was kind of, and actually I, I kind of took, 
the diagnosis and I was like, kind of like, okay. But right before I got to the door, I turned around and looked at her and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. This is what you're giving me. You're giving me two business cards. You're not giving me anything else. You're not giving me, you know, and she kind of pulled me into their um, staff room because I was kind of like, yeah, you were upset, you know, and she was like, this is what we, you know, and so I get in my car and I call a friend that lives nearby and I go to drive away in my car and I'm so disoriented that I still had the sunshade in my oh car. My so I was just really disappointed with the way that it was handled. Mm-hmm. And um, that Monday I went for, you know, the mammogram and everything and they were amazing. They gave me pamphlets they are information and everything that i felt that i should have gotten gotten from yes from your doctor yes. yeah. yeah that's why it's so important yeah. to have a have that rapport with your doctor yeah and then okay so you have your mastectomy and did you have to do chemotherapy no did you have to do radiation we, no oh it, knock it, on wood thank god I, I mean no with the journeys and especially being <clears throat> on our dragon boat team and hearing everyone's journey and we know so well how different everyone's is and if i don't know if you can call it lucky like but um i was we caught it so early and there was thank god more, yeah christine thank god well you're so gorgeous <laughs> oh, you're so gorgeous <laughs> Um, Not that that has anything to do. I don't know why, but I'm looking at you and you look fantastic. You're just a beautiful woman inside and out. But um, no, I forgot. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a tendency to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just overwhelmed. Um, But uh, with the diagnosis and the mastectomy and. uh, Oh, so I don't need chemotherapy. I don't need radiation because the lymph nodes came with minuscule, you know, amounts of cancer. And I had an oncologist at that time that I'd rather not say her name. Okay. And um, she was tough because I liked her and she was very informative, but um, she put me on an uh, anahist inhibitor Uh and I hated it because it just made me feel completely different and um, I couldn't sleep. It's horrible, would, isn't it? Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. And I would cry in her office and she's like, oh, you're just depressed. And then she put me on an antidepressant and I was like, this is not the way to go. Yeah. So um, with encouragement from the Dragon Boat team, I changed um, oncologists because I kind of felt like I had to stay with her. And everyone what? was like, no. No, you, no, you don't. Yeah, so that enlightened you. Yeah, so I changed doctors and I really like the new one but he was okay with me not being on anything but then he um, talked me into getting on tamoxifen which is usually not postmenopausal treatment but and he said he just thought it would be a good one and again it was horrible I hated it and I just didn't think it was quality of life I felt that it was um, I would rather have um, I mean, I don't live in fear of it coming back. Mm-hmm, I don't that's know if fair. I'm just sticking my head right, in the sand. Right, right. But um, so I was like, this is not quality of life. And they talk about doing it for 10 years sometimes. And Most like, of no. the time. Most yeah. of the time. How I, long did you stay on that? Um, maybe a year and a half. Okay. But maybe. So I, twice. Actually, the first oncologist, we changed a couple times, different types. And it just, they... Like I said, they were terrible. And um, and so I just 
made the choice and I had to go in there and he was like, so how's the tamoxifen? And I had to say to him, I know we didn't talk about this, but I took myself off of it because I just hated it. And I'm and he felt that since I never had children and the type of cancer I had, I guess the children came into play that I wasn't, if anything happened to me, I wasn't leaving anybody. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, so, uh, he just was okay with it, you know? And he's yeah, like, because well, I, I'm pretty much the same. Like, I was on letrozole for probably eight. It, at the time, it was only five years. and But those five years were miserable. I was having terrible side effects, reactions. I took myself off of it like year four. And wouldn't you know it, my breast cancer came back. Uh-huh. So in 2018. So I often think... Now I'm on aromasin, which is a, 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 a inhibitor, estrogen inhibitor. But I am having terrible side effects. And I'm thinking I want to get off of that. So I am calling my oncologist in the next few weeks because the body aches are just yeah. miserable. I just felt like a quality of life yeah, is very, that's a great statement. I, I just felt like, um, and like I said, my job is extremely physical and walking upstairs hurt, holding a pencil hurt. Um, you know, I just felt I wasn't myself right you know right. and I and I knew that there you know and as I said I don't live in constant fear back when I was struggling with it um I believe it was my good friend Patty Silvera told me this is the deal you can take it and it can come back you can take it and it not come back. You cannot take it and it can come back. So there's like all these different. You never know. You know yeah. You know, we, we're living in a mystery uh-huh. because, yeah, I guess yeah. we're all like little guinea pigs, uh-huh. you know. And so, yes, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So those are your side effects. And and you obviously had a good support system while you were undergoing your treatments. Uh-huh. Or you're Amazing. undergoing. I, I will start bawling to talk about it because. First of all, my mom and my sister came for my first surgery. And then when my mom had to leave to go back to my brother, and when my older sister left and my younger sister came, I um, have an incredible job where I have such great benefits that um, I had six weeks off That's fabulous. to recover. And um, it was kind of um, a six weeks of happy hour. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I shamefully admit but you know i had so many people coming over and with right food and, right right and, you know and there was just how blessed so were you that's pretty support. awesome that's awesome right before i went back to work though i hit a wall oh. and i could not stop crying and i could not get it together i could not and i think it was that's when i truly faced what was happening not just with me but with my brother and with um um just life in general yes i yeah. also had a friend that i don't have any tissues don't cry. i've got one i got one um i had a friend that year that committed so there was a lot of crap that going happened on that year. yeah and i don't know if it was just um that i was finally facing what had happened because i kind of was i think i numbed myself through right everything. yeah well you had uh, all those people uh, yeah. to take your mind off of it and all of a sudden they slowly start going away and they're not as regular as they mm-hmm. used to be and all of a sudden you start to feel like wow oh my god this is really me it's yeah. hitting me yeah, yeah i yeah. totally can relate to that yeah oh my gosh what have i just gone through and right um, and did I take it seriously enough? Am I taking it seriously enough? Am I, you know, should I be afraid? Should I, you know. Should you worry? Did you have an implant? 
Yes, I did. Okay. Um, and what was what's interesting about that is um, the surgery was in 2000. My original third surgery was in 2002. And um, I didn't. 2012, have, you mean? I mean, 2012. Okay. And I didn't have, and I had an implant that I hated. It just hurt. It was always, it felt very heavy. And I had never had reconstruction done on my right breast for to have it lifted. So to match basically, kind of, (laughs) but, um, I went back after six years and had my implant replaced and then had some surgery done to lift that. And so you're happy with with the outcome you have now? Yes, I am. But I have one nice little perky one and one that's my Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? Oh my God. Oh my God. um, You're alive. You're boob sided. Yeah. And you're alive to talk about it. (laughs) Thank you, God. Thank God you are. So um, do you think your outcome would have been different had your support system not been so grand and great for you? I, I... Mentally. I can't imagine that because I am surrounded by love. Uh-huh. I am surrounded by family and friends and sisters, and um, I I am just surrounded by so much love. I can't imagine not having that. Yeah. So for, for me to see another sister or survivor that didn't doesn't have that um god makes bless you them, right you know? god bless them but, exactly so i don't think i've ever gone there okay. to think about that okay you know what I mean? so how did we meet we met on the dragon boat yep yeah mm-hmm. i was on that dragon boat before i even had my surgery before i had my mastectomy patty silvera the minute that she heard about my um diagnosis she had me out there and I remember, I remember going to see. I was thinking it was like, uh, like some girls doing like this fun, like little kayaking. Uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. And she took me out to Tavares, and or I went with another friend out to Tavares race. And everybody was like so serious. I was like, oh my god, they're so serious about this. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. And then I went out, and so you watched the race. Yes, you were there with yes, her. It yes, was, so she yes. was in the boat, and you what? And what was so cool was that. Um, it was like everybody surrounded me from this team and they were like, um, we've got you. We're with you. We're here for you for How anything nice. that you that's need. Great. What year was that? Do you um, remember? 2012. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, it was. Um, oh, that's right. Because yeah. you just said it was prior to your, mm-hmm. your surgery. Okay. My diagnosis was like in early April and then my surgery was in the middle of May. Okay. So it was in between then. And, um, and. So I went and saw the race and just, and I was like, wow, that's, you know, it's mm-hmm. really, really, really awesome. And then um, Patty and Aylin got me together one day and they were really awesome because they were like, what are you afraid of? And I was like, the unknown. Of and course. they were like, you drive on I-4 every day. And that's that's the, right. You know, Makes sense, unknown. right? You know, but they were so supportive. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, but before my surgery, I went out on the boat for a ride. It was a beautiful night. And Robin was steering. So I was way in the back. And Robin being the, the pharmaceutical rep that she is and the support that she was, she was, like, asking me questions like, um, so, you know, when you're going for treatment. And I remember looking at her meaning and thinking, what kind of treatment? She's yeah. like, for your chemo and or radiation. But at that point, I remember thinking, I'm not going to need that. But I did you even gonna... know? You didn't even know no, then? I had that no you... idea because right. it was even before my mastectomy. Right. But I was like, um, 
I'm not going to need that. And that was the mindset that I had through the whole thing, that I am not going to be going through chemo. I am not going to be doing radiation because we've got this. We got, we're got we way ahead of the, you know, mm-hmm, of, of mm-hmm. the game. So, um, it, and then that's how it came about. So, I don't know if it could have been a mindset. Well, yeah, you know. were thinking, yeah, well, that's a good know. thing. You put it out to the universe yeah. and it, thank God it didn't yeah. happen. So afterwards, and once I healed, I started getting on the dragon boat, and um, it. Um, and and the team we're talking about is Warriors on Water. We are, and I save this at each podcast because it's my passion. And Warriors on Water is Central Florida's only breast cancer survivor dragon boat team. And if you don't know what a dragon boat is, you should check it out and look it up. And you could should email me. And if you are in the F- Central Florida area and you're a breast cancer survivor, we would love to have you on the boat. So there's my infomercial for Warriors on Water. Well, hopefully what I'm going to say is not going to scare any um, potential new. No, way, I don't think but, so. Um, after I healed and started getting back on the boat and started paddling, um, it, it's, um, as we know, it's not the most uh, easiest. The easiest sport around. And I felt... I was very, very raw at the time, and my brother was dying, and it was overwhelming for me. I um, I came away from it, you know, because everybody wants you to do good. So it's it just seemed like everybody was watching every single move and right. everything that I was doing, and I felt um, and and I didn't feel the encouragement. I I think that they were had intended. I was feeling like. Pressure. You were feeling pressure. And so I walked away from the team. Oh, And then it was just for a couple months after Matt had died. Matt died at the end of September. So for two months, three months, and then at the beginning of the year, it was so sweet because so many of the girls on the team reached out to me. Like, we would like you there. What can we do? How can we make you feel more comfortable? And I went back in the beginning of 2013, Mm -hmm. and that's when I became... And and dragon boating, which I failed to mention, um, is fantastic for women that have breast cancer because the uh, repetitive motion of the upper body and paddling is good for those uh, to strengthen your upper body. So you don't have lymphedema. And if you do have lymphedema, it will help uh, reduce the swelling. So that is why dragon boating is such a passion in our lives and how we've met so I just wanted to do that little info oh, in there and why dragon boating is so important. And every time I do my little podcast here, I mention it because it's so important to me. As you should. And yeah. and I just love my team and um, it's great. It's great. Okay. So let's so you so you went back on the team and you've been on the team now since then. Yes. Yes. Um I um can I be frank? You know how I have a little bit of a <laughs> Love, hate with it. I love the team. I love the women. Um, I sometimes struggle with the commitment. I struggle with um, not. Um, I think it's more of the commitment uh, because I feel guilty if I'm not there and right, not right. giving it my all. But I'm still working full time. Of course, of and, course. And you're doing you know. the best you can do. That's not <laughs> so that's a, a, yeah. You know. And so, you should never feel guilty. No. You should never feel but guilty. But I came to peace with it, um, I think, last year and decided that um, I wasn't, because nobody was saying anything. It's all in your own head about, mm-hmm. you know, are they judging me because I'm not here enough? Right. They, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but um, 
I could not be prouder to be on that team because the camaraderie right. is my favorite part. Me too. The social, you know, I mean, the social part of it is my favorite yeah, part. Yeah. And then the exercise is great. That's um, a bonus. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bonus. That's a bonus. I know. I, uh, I was talking with Karen uh, last time and, you know, I'm so not, not athletic, you know, I never have been. And you, uh, and to be on that boat, nobody realizes how difficult it can yeah. be until you're actually on it. I know. But it's such a good, a good, invi- I love being out on the water and the fresh air. And at night when we paddle and we see the moon, oh my God, how lucky are we? And, and I think every one of us has said, I didn't want to come. I was praying for rain. Yeah. And then once we're <laughs> and there. Then once you're there, you're like, and then when we're done and you like, you, you're driving away or we sit down afterwards and have some, you know, have something to drink or something. You it's know, a you chat. Walk, yeah. It's just like, I'm so glad that I was here. Exactly. It just shifts your mindset in such a beautiful way. Right. And being you on know? the water mm-hmm. and the lake mm-hmm. is just amazing yeah. to me. Yeah. I just love that part. Did you ever keep a journal? I no, I didn't back then. Um, I journal now, believe it or not. Oh, but, okay. Um, back in the day, I I had, had not. Uh, I have some books and things where I did, but I wasn't comfortable with it. Okay. You know, journaling and not about my breast cancer. Okay. All right. Well, I you know I, I I'm just so happy that you're here and I can't thank you. And I'm going to give you another minute or so. So tell me, given what you know, what would you recommend to someone who's going through this journey right now, or has just been recently diagnosed? What would you tell them? Reach out, reach out to, or find resources because there's so many resources out there. Um, our team, you know, you don't have to come and paddle. You can just have one of us come and sit with you and hold your hand and, and talk, you know, talk. And if you're listening and you're not in Florida, there's drag, there's breast cancer survivor dragon boats all over the world now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So reach out and find a, a community of find your, find your support, find your support. Especially in women that have been through the same thing, even though our journeys are not the same. No, we can't. And we're not, you know, we're, we're there to um, help you maybe understand a little bit more of what you're going to go through and, you know, that um, you can come out of this a survivor strong. You are a fighter, survivor, and beautiful. Thank you, Christine. I love you, Pinky. love you, too. Pinky. (laughs) Pinky hugs. I can't believe this was bicycle. I know. I know. (laughs) All righty. Well, I appreciate you being here. And if anyone has any questions, you can email me at Justine at Just Talk with Justine. If you need to help find a support group, I'm here for you. So thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to Just Talk with Justine. If you like what you've heard, please rate, comment, and subscribe. We love talking to breast cancer fighters and survivors. If you have any questions, you can email me at justine at justtalkwithjustine.com.